0: Novel Gaming, a podcast about video games and books with a communication scan of other pop culture. I'm Vicki. I'm Doug. And I'm Katie. And today we're talking about the 2016 book, Good Morning Midnight, by Lily Brooks Dalton. But before we blast off into Ooh. that chat, uh, let's check in on what we've been playing and watching lately. So Doug, Hi. what you been playing?
1: Uh, first, I want to say that I really wanted to make a communication scan noise when you said that, but <laughs> couldn't think fast enough about what that noise would be. Yeah. So then I didn't. Beep boop, beep. <laughs> beep boop boop boop. Boop <laughs> Bing, bing. Okay. Nailed um <laughs> We just make the AOL noise. <laughs> um, yeah. I good. I uh, <laughs> have been playing, uh, I think the most recent thing I started that I dabbled in uh, was, I think, recent to PlayStation Now's service, mm-hmm. which was the SpongeBob, mm-hmm. um, what is that game even called? Oh, call it? yeah, I should Bikini
2: Bottom. Battle, Bikini Bo- Bikini Bo- Battle yeah. for
1: Bikini Bottom, maybe, yeah. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Um, I started playing that, and it's really fun. Oh. It's, uh, it, it's, like, uh, it's a remaster, right? So it's a game that I think was probably on maybe playstation n64 or ps2 gamecube i don't really know oh wow um but i like it it's kind of in the same vein as banjo kazooie but obviously uh a bit tighter uh, <laughs> and uh and reworked a little bit i think uh it feels like maybe it was i don't know if it was built from the ground up but it feels like it could have been cool. kind of like the crash and spyro games because it's a smooth experience. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and it's very similar to those types of games where you're like going to different like worlds and collecting stuff. Oh, really? uh, But doesn't That's feel good as to know. yeah, it doesn't feel as like uh, as difficult to navigate as as maybe some of those PS One or N sixty four games we yeah. mentioned in our last episode feel <laughs> nowadays.
0: <laughs> I think that was a, a PlayStation Plus game because I also I got it. I think it might have been last month. Oh, or the that must be before. where I got
1: it from. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And for some reason, I thought it was multiplayer. So I remember you talking about you were going to get it. So I was like, I'll just add it in case... But it's single player Banjo Kazooie style, uh, which is good to know. So yeah. I won't start that anytime soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it, I promise you, it's not going to give you nearly as much trouble as Banjo Kazooie did give all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I only I only compare it to Banjo Kazooie because we just talked about it, not because right. it's actually yeah. so too much like it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, is it filled with like SpongeBob isms, like uh, like Easter eggs for SpongeBob? I don't know. There's like. I keep I there's always like the my leg guy like that gag that always comes through like do they plant <laughs> things like that in the game
1: um I mean it, it feels very much like it's full of all kinds of references I don't know that I necessarily pick up on all of them because I don't watch a ton of spongebob okay. but um there are constantly like characters saying and shouting things that I'm sure are all <laughs> references from different episodes and stuff so okay uh and I, I think I've only really like dabbled in two of the world so i'm sure it gets much deeper as you go along the environment has lots of references that i get from like memes and stuff so like squidward's house has Mm. like a bunch of like artwork on the walls that i recognize just from like being on the internet (laughs)
0: nice nice
1: so yeah so it's fun i would i would recommend it if you're feeling nostalgic for that type of game but looking for a sort of smooth experience kind of like those the the actual remasters of those games
2: you actually made me wanna play, so I hope that we got it from PS Plus. I don't know if we did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You should check. Yeah. If you play it, let me know. I will. What uh what have you been playing, Vicky?
2: Well, it's kind of been a little all consuming, uh, which is how I tend to like go all in on stuff. Um, but I've been playing a game called The Wild at Heart. Um Ooh. it was on sale a couple weeks ago. Um Oh, we got it at Best Buy, but it 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 was old. I'm not sure what year it came out, but essentially, it's I've been describing it as Nature Pikmin. Um, it is labeled a Pikmin style game, so <laughs> I guess Pikmin style is kind of a new genre, uh, which is fine. I did see
1: I saw something on Steam that that said that too, like explicitly named Pikmin, and I was like, Can they do that? But I guess they can if multiple games are.
2: But I mean, honestly, <laughs> I love that so much that I would play whatever like theme it however you want and i would play that kind of a game Mm -hmm. um but i've been since this is only the second pikmin style where you know you're managing a team with different um characteristics and like skills um this one i've just been comparing it to pikmin and there's so many things i like that are different so like you actually use your Pikmin or your Pikmin, your Spritelings, because it's nature. So it's wood. So they're they're very elemental. Um, so like I've got Barblings, which are little like purple guys with um, kind of rough edges. And they can like think of like a sea urchin. They mm. act like that and can be prickly and like stick on things mm-hmm. and weigh things down. Or they also can break crystals. Um, or um, I just got Lunalings, which are like really cute nighttime ones that protect you from the darkness but what i yeah it's it's cute and what i like about this game versus pikmin is it if you happen to expire one of your spritelings accidentally expire um, them is that what they call it vicky that's what i'm calling it because i still feel bad because they (laughs) to me it's like they die uh but it says like their spirit is returned to the forest because you're in this forest trying to like you play as a kid uh who kind of it's almost like you're playing pretend in the forest, but I know this is like a real thing this this kid is experiencing. Um, so it feels more realistic than Pikmin anyway. Pikmin was like Olimar in space with these, you know, little red dudes. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just really sweet and kind and gentle. And the music's really nice and calming. Holy
1: crap. I'm looking at screenshots. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah,
2: it is. And it's it, like the art style is not like anything I've seen. Um I love all of the creatures that they've created in this world, and it's it's fabulous. So I wish more people would play it, especially if you like Pikmin-style games, because it's great.
1: Wow, this is stunning.
2: Yeah, it's it's good. And you pick up and put down, um, or play for hours if you're like me.
1: <laughs> and you're playing it on... What are you playing it on? I'm
2: playing it on PS4. I don't know okay. what other systems it is out for. I feel like it's on probably... Probably everything. Yeah, I see it on Switch
0: and Xbox
2: and PC. Mhm. And the main characters' names are Wake and Kirby, <laughs> and it, it's just like a quirky game. So I I love that too. Nice. It sounds yeah.
1: awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's very looks awesome. whimsical.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So I hope everyone checks it out. Nice. Yeah, Katie, what are you playing? Well. Or what uh... did you play? <gasps>
0: Oh, yes. And you don't have uh, to talk about it. You don't have to talk about it. I like, want you to like talk about it. We can at least it. mention because okay, of uh, <laughs> your excitement around it. So I did Thank play you. and beat oh. uh, Bug Snacks.
1: <laughs> I was racking my brain. I was like, what did they play? It's like, I'm supposed to know, I think.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, which was very uh, cute, but also sinister. Mm. And it got more sinister the deeper you get into the game. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Vicky totally undersold the queerness. She said it was like a little queer or pretty queer. I would say it is very queer. Uh, So that's a giant plus. Uh, Yeah, it was really fun. I co-signed everything Vicky said about the game previously. I have not done the Big Snacks DLC yet. I'm going to take a break, I think, for a bit and come back to it because uh, by the end i was like i don't know how many more bug snacks i can catch right now so i i look forward to returning uh, to snacksburg in the future <laughs> snacksburg <laughs> no for real oh. i i'm so
2: glad you played the game so thank you for playing um, did you have a favorite grumpus and or favorite
0: bug snack oh that's a good question i do like bunger uh mm-hmm. because of the noise bunger makes i don't yeah, know if it's just so good
2: we've talked about it. all of the bug snack noises are ridiculous and amazing and the
0: fact- yeah, that they scream out of your controller, uh, at <laughs> yeah. least on the PlayStation, <laughs> yeah. is an experience. Yeah. I'd be playing quietly and hanging out with other people. I'd have the volume down on my TV, but as soon as I caught a bug snacks, they would scream it, and the person <laughs> on the other end. I think I did this with Doug a couple times, and my mm-hmm. partner, and like, what just happened? And I was like, Oh, don't worry, I caught a bug snacks. It's a bug snack. <laughs> That was just strabby. Yeah. Oh, I love You know, love it dropped on
1: Switch very recently, but and, and I would oh, be yeah. tempted to play it on Switch because then I could bring it with me places but i i feel like i want the experience of being shrieked at by bugs (laughs) next to my controller
0: yeah Yeah. it's special it is an experience yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and as far as the grumpuses i really did like them all for the most part uh and for a variety of reasons um, but the most unexpected one that I ended up liking was Befika. Oh, really? Just because she's so weird. <laughs> uh, she's so nosy and uh, gossipy, and her name's Befika, which was yeah. just really funny to me. And I mean, yeah. I obviously like all the queer ones, but I'm not going to say oh, yeah. all of it because I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. we okay. I'm glad you
0: played. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for thanks for playing it first and for yeah. showing it out. Oh yeah. What I was originally going to talk about and I'll just mention briefly um which is a very different game is Hitman 2. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I saw you playing this and I was like, "Oh,
0: yeah, been playing Hitman 2. I'm not super far into it and they really encourage you to replay levels over multiple times so I haven't progressed super deeply Mm. Um, but it's fun sneaking around and dress you know I love dressing up characters Mm -hmm. Uh, I remembered I picked up when it was one of the PlayStation Plus games so I was like you know what let me not buy a new game and just play this
1: yeah one one Vicky yes we need to play video games with you more by the way but yeah specifically having a life I know can you please (laughs) Um, but specifically Katie and I were playing games, and they were playing Bugsnax, and I was playing Far Cry. And in a wild twist of fate, we both <gasps> finished like the campaign of our we respective did. games in the same session. Oh. So now, what we need to do is we need to we need to figure out a way where all three of us uh. can pull this off mm-hmm. in like the most amazing, you know, feat of game completing yeah. or at least campaign completing. Yeah, uh, in friend gaming history. Yeah. Three different games all at once, campaigns finished.
2: That's amazing.
1: Right? I'm down to try. Group goal. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Did you play Hitman 1, Katie? No. I've watched some people play, I think maybe Hitman 3 for like a hot second. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about the series. People who I enjoy listening to or watching have talked about it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't seem super hard so far, but I haven't. There's like ways you can ramp up difficulties or whatever. I don't know exactly yet because I don't read all the things they tell me to read, but mm-hmm. I'm having fun. And it's you can play for like a little session and then take a break or you can, you know, keep progressing and moving forward. That's cool. I yeah. like that, that. That's so different. Yes. Yes. Well, what about, uh, watching things, uh, Doug, you watching anything good?
1: I, I watched something very recent. Uh, I specifically was like, Oh, I haven't really watched anything. I feel like talking about on the podcast. So I went to the Netflix, like new and noteworthy or like hot and whatever (laughs) they call it. (laughs) Um, and I just found something in like the top 10 and I watched the whole thing. And I'm here to talk about welcome to Eden. Uh which I don't, know what I don't hear anyone else no. talking about. So I don't know <laughs> how I do not know how it is number two like many days in a row on Netflix because I've heard no one speak of the show. <laughs> and I came here so ready to talk about something everyone would be talking about, and no one is.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: So I watched Welcome to Eden. It's an eight episode uh series on Netflix. It's Spanish. Um, oh. It is a sort of dystopian thriller, but it's har- dystopian I think has a very particular image so mm-hmm. like don't focus too much on that. Okay. Um, but it is like a suspense thriller type series Ooh. and the sort of premise is that these um like teen to early 20s, uh, like a group of like a hundred teens to early 20s, like sort of social media minded, arguably influencer type, folks are invited to this island for like a once in a lifetime like party experience or like festival thing on like this remote island and the morning after uh five of these uh teen slash or like 20 somethings uh wake up and all, the other 95 of them are gone and, oh. and they don't know what happened uh, and that's kind of like where it kicks off and so it's just sort of figuring out like what happened, uh who's here, what's going on, uh and it's uh it's 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 a weird show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds intense.
1: Yeah, it's uh I I did enjoy it. Okay. Uh I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that if it is number 2, Mm -hmm. that it will warrant more episodes because i think eight episodes wasn't enough and i'm very annoyed Mm -hmm. uh, that there's not more of it but i guess arguably it could end where it does um but i need answers
2: i hope you get them yeah this when you described it it kind of reminded me a little bit of like a battle royale kind of thing i mean i don't know what actually happens and it's you know thriller so it could be anything but in my head it was like they're all killing each other social media island or whatever (laughs) which i don't know
1: i i i I guess i won't say too much more um because there is sort of like uh after watching that first episode the first question is like what the hell is going on Mm -hmm. uh so i won't say what's going on okay um but interesting you thought that
2: yeah um is it subbed or dubbed
1: it is both so i watched it uh i did watch it subbed um because i saw that the episodes weren't super long i think they're anywhere from like 32 to 35 minutes or something like that so they're not super duper long and so i figured eh, only eight episodes at that like i'll probably be able to to knock this out so i didn't need to like watch it while i was doing stuff so i went with with the with the subs okay but there is a dubbed version of it okay i'm
2: curious for sure
1: yeah. If you watch it, let me know. I do need, like I said, no one's talking about this show.
0: <laughs> so Aww. I don't know who
1: to talk about it with. Uh, maybe maybe
0: they all disappeared.
1: Yeah. It, maybe, Uh-oh. maybe. You're going to disappear. Um, I know. Oh, I'm one oh. of the 5%, I guess, that didn't disappear. Yeah, 5% that didn't disappear yeah. so far, maybe. Okay. I don't know.
0: Let's keep it that um,
1: way. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, it's also possible. I mean, I think, it's, I think it might be number two worldwide. So maybe it's just Spanish-speaking countries are watching it. Like everybody's watching it, and it just for some reason isn't hitting yeah. in my circles or in the United States or something. But yeah. oh, I, I don't know. It will.
2: Yeah, you're I, like yeah. the trend setter for
1: the U.S. I, I really thought I, I really thought I did something here. <laughs> I was I really thought I was doing. I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna watch something in the top ten. Just you wait. Yeah. And then no one was talking about it. Oh. You know, Doug, you're
0: still doing something. <laughs> yeah, <That's> still something.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm watching Welcome to Eden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bienvenidos a Aiden. <laughs> what about you, Vicky? What are you watching?
2: Well, I'm gonna uh, take us for a real U-turn on oh my boy. usual watches. No to the positive. So, Yay! I just learned about this today, but I thought it was so good that I could share it with you all and the world. So there is a thing called heel work to music. Heel work.
1: Heel work to music.
2: Yes, H E E L work. One word to music and what it is is dogs and what their owners this <laughs> is, is on dog youtube dancing and they are choreographed dancing and not just like yes yeah, not just like skip jump go through the hoop but like I'm doing singing in the rain and pup, you're going to grab the umbrella and bring it to me. And then we're going to open it and you're going to spin it around. And then we're going (gasps) to do like, I'm going to kick jump and you're going to go through my legs to the beat together. It's, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. There is a whole competition. It is fabulous. Like you just put in Heel Work to Music on YouTube and watch it. And then um, what did I watch? Sing in the Rain, Mary Poppins. There was Beauty and the Beast one I didn't watch yet because I'm trying to savor them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just like the happiest thing in the world that I've, I've seen.
0: Is Heel Work to Music the name of the YouTube channel that you recommend or the no. style of YouTube video that contains a bunch of people dancing with their dogs?
2: I think it's the style of video it might be the name of the competition um okay but it's like musical canine freestyle is kind of what the whole thing is called the category um, yeah heel work to music is a dog sport similar to musical canine freestyle uh UK is where it's at um, mm-hmm. and I we've been watching Pokemon X Y and Z and Serena is into like the Pokemon showcase and like dancing <laughs> with Evie and brakeson and it's like honestly that in real life it's amazing. <laughs> and no fire you know or like pokemon moves but it's just so good so if you need something to like make you happy or smile or just like be in awe of animals uh, that would be it it's pretty cool that sounds awesome yeah
1: you could have given me a hundred guesses and i never would have gotten close
2: yeah i know <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> very different
0: for me but <laughs> it's good <laughs> katie what yeah. are you watching yeah, so I've been uh, watching the most recent and final season, I believe, of Grace and Frankie. <gasps> oh hey. yeah, I meant to yeah. ask you about where you're at. Yeah, i I think we have like four episodes left. I wish there was more already, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but I want to know. I want to know how it ends because mm-hmm. they're setting up some stuff. No, Vicky, have you started watching it all? Yeah, I think we watched, because there's
2: seven episodes added, right? So maybe I honestly we're about the, no idea. I think we're probably about the same place as you. We're like four or so episodes in.
0: Okay. Yeah, so uh, there are things that I hope don't come true mm-hmm. in the series. And I mm-hmm. just want to know what happens, but I also don't want it to end. But it's also still like the same vibe as grace and frankie has yeah. been so i'm like really enjoying the ride yeah I'm, I'm gonna be sad that it'll be over i'll probably cry uh, at some point towards the <laughs> end so if i i've cried in other seasons of the show so i wouldn't put it past me to cry in the final season
2: yeah you yeah. can't see me but i'm i'm nodding my head too i i think i got a little emotional just watching the trailer for the final episodes like it just yeah. kind of welled up in my heart a bit yeah but I, um, I will say because this is not a spoiler because it's the first episode back, um, and maybe it might have even been the last episode, and maybe we missed it. Of the, la- the before the break, um, I loved when Frankie was talking about her Mitch McConnell voodoo doll. I
0: was like, oh, they're back. This is good. Yes, I like the show. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. Unfortunately, always uh, always relevant lately. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Uh-oh. Aw. So, yeah. Yay. Grace
2: and Frankie. So good. Thank you Mm -hmm. eternally for sharing that show with me. I love it.
0: Oh, my sincere pleasure. It's one good thing about having uh friends, you get good media representation, yeah, <laughs> yeah recommendations. That's it. Yeah, the one that's thing. the only thing yeah. uh, that's all friends are good for. Oh, you shared stuff, and Frank and
2: Grace with me. I shared Grey's Anatomy with you again, which is not the same caliber of show. Bug
0: snacks, also. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, welcome
1: yeah. to Eden. Am I right, guys? Oh, yes, all oh, right. Next yeah. next so
0: thing, good. the
2: next thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to wake up tomorrow and it's just going to be everywhere. Welcome to Eden. Number one.
0: The hottest Number one on joke. Netflix. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Are there any things folks are thinking about that you want to chat about?
1: Just listen to more Whitney Houston. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about it before we started recording and uh, it's good. It's spicy hot take here. Whitney Houston. Great music.
0: <laughs> Whoa. you really are a trendsetter dude i know right
1: (laughs) (laughs) treat yourself listen to some Whitney houston (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah that's fair though especially uh with everything going on right now Mm -hmm. um um i keep thinking of uh, is it at the smash mouth song my world's on fire how about yep. yours <laughs> yeah except yeah. that's the way i don't like it uh, and yeah. i wish i was bored so yeah. uh yeah right. find find joy
1: absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely
0: mm-hmm.
1: dance with your your dogs and or respective pets yeah. uh, he, he'll work to whitney houston music
2: oh yeah i'm gonna do that with the cats I will yeah. send you a video of how well it goes.
1: Hell yeah! It's gonna be great. Gonna be yeah.
0: great. Well, cool. Uh, then let's talk
1: book. Let's talk book. Let's, yeah. talk, <laughs> let's talk book.
0: Uh, so as promised, uh, we are talking about "Good Morning Midnight" by Lily Brooks Dalton. Which, just as like a a fun fact, as I was googling uh, this book. After I finished reading, to try and make sure I remembered who all the characters were, which didn't work out, I had to actually look through my Kindle. I found out there's a film adaptation that came out in 2020 starring George Clooney called Midnight mm-hmm. Sky, um, who I'm just guessing plays like the Augustine Augie character in the book, which was cool. Had did any of you know that that was a thing? I did not.
1: I did know that was a thing. What? And I was tempted to watch it, yeah. but I read the synopsis on Netflix Netflix, Netflix for my tricks myself? Netflix for it. Uh, and it sounds like there may be some differences in oh. the way the story is told, which I kind of understand. Yeah. So I decided not to watch it yet. But I but hold me accountable to watching it for next time we record because I will watch it and I will tell you about it. Yeah, I'm really curious as to the decisions they made, because I think when I was reading this book, I was like, this would be interesting to make as a movie. And then I was like, ah, but it probably wouldn't do well in like the current movie Mm -hmm. sort of landscape. Um, So I wonder if it made choice, like made differences based on that exact same thought process.
0: Yeah. Oh, so well,
1: okay i'm curious katie how did you find and pick this book
0: okay so i googled cool sci-fi books ah! <laughs> nice <laughs> and uh <laughs> i i saw the cover and i was like <laughs> this seems cool let me read the synopsis and the synopsis a little bit reminded me of uh to be taught if fortunate the becky chambers mm. book i see that and so i was like i'm gonna choose this and then i'm telling on myself a little bit i'm i there's a chance i read this book before because <laughs> oh. there were things that felt familiar but i'm i'm like not a hundred percent confident i'm like. St- 65-70% sure I read it before oh, that's so funny. but I was still shocked by things in the book so <laughs> even though I may have read it before I was still like oh, I gasped oh, uh, literally the last page yeah. I like gasped even though yeah. I knew some stuff I was still surprised <laughs> oh, by stuff or I felt like I knew some stuff but then I was like well is this just from To Be Taught if Fortunate so that's how I chose it cool sci-fi book and maybe my subconscious was like you already read this. You should read it again to remember things. Oh uh, so that's that's what happened.
1: <laughs> I love everything about that story from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: So before we get into our definitely spoiler-filled discussion, oh, yeah. um, did folks come with a one-sentence summary?
1: Oh, I did. Oh, hell yeah. Because as I was reading it, I was starting to think... How am I going to describe this book? Mm. Uh, I have not one sentence description thoughts on it, but I, <laughs> yeah. I because of that, that sort of constant, like, how do I describe this? I actually remembered this time to prepare one. Nice. And this doesn't get into super spoilery territory, but know that, you know, book club episodes mean we're typically going to spoil things. This is like light, but not thick plot spoiler stuff. Doesn't mean as whatever. I'll, I'll just do it. I feel confident this is okay to say.
0: Spoilers. We'll just do that
1: yeah very spoiler phobic people will have already uh Stacked. been scared away by that yeah. so uh a story about two deeply lonely strangers mm. both very into space and mm. hundreds of millions of miles apart who are forced to confront their loneliness through introspection and who find each other against all odds due to the catastrophic circumstances
2: that's good yeah that's really good yeah i don't know if i would have anything to add to that because yeah. I thought I, when I was thinking about it, I was really leaning on like two, seemingly unrelated stories that end up in- interconnecting. Um, but you got that in there.
1: Well, that was the thing that I was like. One of the reasons I wasn't sure how I was going to describe it is because I was like, I feel like the premise of this book is the entire book.
2: Yeah, yeah, And yeah. normally
1: I try to do my one sentence thing based solely on just like the premise or the launching point. Mm-hmm. But I really do think this book is about the intertwined stories, mm-hmm. even if you don't necessarily know that right away. Katie, what would you add or how would you approach this?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'd add anything. Maybe I'd, maybe I'd give or I'd embellish a little bit like... Uh, but then that would be more than one sentence. A uh, story about two people: one person in space, one person in the Arctic, uh, and then blah blah blah. Exactly mm-hmm. what you all said mm-hmm. so eloquently um, before.
1: I am kind of surprised that this is one of the books, and I don't know what like what you were looking through result, like what the results looked like that you were looking through when you search for sci-fi books. Mm-hmm. I will say this is like very 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 light Mm -hmm. sci-fi you know and part of that is just like the way the story is but it's it's incredibly believable fiction
0: yeah yeah i was like as i was reading it i know we're not actually i don't know maybe we are i was like are we at the end of the world (laughs) 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 i
1: mean i think this feels i feel like this feels more realistic even even given you know, the the stuff that is sci fi than like the Andy Weir books. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we can get into it but but yeah, yeah. very very light sci fi.
2: Yeah. yeah. I ke- I think I kept looking for more more i liked it i could don't get me wrong um and the level of sci-fi was great but i, I was looking and still at the end i'm excited to talk about the end because i'm like well is iris like a robot or something or oh
1: you were looking for like the gag for, at the end yeah or like because <laughs> that's what i assumed
2: where we were going because like who would leave a child in the arctic um mm-hmm. And so I thought there was like she was going to be the sci-fi element, um, mm-hmm. oh. but I did like it. I did feel like it was more relatable because it was it like towed that line. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I see that too.
0: Yeah, I mean we can go right for the end since you already brought it up, um, and because so potentially re- having read this before, I <laughs> I did not think Baby Iris was a hallucination,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and like the thing that i gasped at at the end so throughout this book the two characters augie slash augustine and then sullivan slash sully um sully's is in space augustine's in the arctic oh alliteration do you think that was intentional oh i don't know (laughs) Uh, or just fun Um,
1: certainly fun
0: yeah but uh so there's a lot of present day stuff, but then also flashbacks from both of them, right? Thinking Mm -hmm. about families they left behind, connections that they've had in the past. Both of them were really kind of assholes to their families in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. And throughout it, you get these flashbacks, you start hearing names. And partway through the book, I picked up that Sully was Augie's kid, Right? Because the name Jean was the connection between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Augie's talked about Jean being kind of the one that he was... He was really an asshole to women, um, yeah. he used women as experiments. But he's like, Jean broke the mold. And then Sully at some point was like, oh, my mom, Jean," And I was like, ah, okay, they are related. Mm-hmm. But when fucking the end, when Harper, Sully's love interest... Turns to Sully and says her name, and it's Iris. I was like, oh, baby kid Iris is a lie, yeah, this whole time.
2: I gasped as well.
0: Did you all see any of those connections, especially that the kid being a hallucination, right? do it I do we know that? I don't know. I've, I, think, I that's how I read I it. I guess.
1: It, I'm how do you? I'm quite confident it? that Iris, the child, does not actually exist.
2: But did he know her name? Like, were we given that clue? He, and he had d- to. Have, did he, he,
1: sent, he know her name was Iris? Yeah.
0: All he got was he that sent cards and gifts and stuff. So I'm assuming he had the basics, like of birthday, name. Okay. And that's okay. it. And location, but then when location changed. He didn't follow up. Okay,
2: I did not get the gene connection until it was explicit. Like I, I did not think that they were connected as uh, father daughter. And then at the end, I, I, I think the most likely scenario is that it was Iris was a hallucination, little Iris. But my first thought was this is a time travel book, and little <laughs> Iris was there with him, Ooh. and then somehow that. like went to space and like they she guided him to like find each other. To I and it, I, there's no like no clues at all that that is real, but that was this is other, so funny what I made up book, Vicky. <laughs> sure, I,
1: sure. It, this is great. I, I actually really love this book, but also, Vicky, I love the book you thought you were reading. <laughs> 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 I also want that book too. <laughs> yeah.
0: ay, ay, ay. <laughs>
1: um, I picked up on the fact that they were father and daughter. But it, it took me longer than, I was like kicking myself a little bit because I kept, I listened to this and I kept mm. hearing characters talk about Jean. And what's mm. funny is I picked up in the back of my head that something was funny about the fact that like around this Jean character. But mm-hmm. every time, so okay, so like when Solly would bring up Jean, her mom, who she only ever called Jean, I was like, wait a second, I've heard someone talk about Jean. I thought that was... Augustine though I guess not I must just bes- I must be remembering it and then Augie would talk about Jean and I'd be like, wait a second. I thought somebody already talked about Jean. I thought that was Sully, but maybe I'm misremembering. So I went through that like a few times. And then finally I was like, wait a second. They're just talking about the same person. (laughs) That's that's when it hit me that I was like, oh my God, she's actually his daughter. So it did hit me before she was actually named um, by Harper. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, it took me longer than I think my, uh, the front of my brain was not caught up to the back of my brain for sure. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and i i love that about this book i i mm-hmm. loved it before i knew that i thought that was i thought i already thought it was a really cool book in just it's nothing like what i was expecting mm-hmm. it didn't go where i was expecting it to go it doesn't do what i was expecting it to do but the fact that it it ends with this explicit Um, sort of revelation that they are father and daughter I love even more this book is interesting because like it's a novel but it feels like a poem like it Mm -hmm. feels like a novel length poem like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just full of like poetry uh, mechanisms like the amount of like Uh, like, parallel stuff going on and the intertwining of their stories and, like, their experiences and emotions and all this stuff, but the fact that they're literally hundreds of millions of miles away and then still end up finding each other against all odds, like, under these wild circumstances Mm -hmm. and then, like, it's not necessarily, it's not like a huge long book or anything, but it's not like a short book either. Like it, it, it covers a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but there's not a lot of plot. So like what, what happens is like you get flashbacks or you get these little like vignettes of like what Augustine is doing with child Iris, um, or what Sully is doing on the ship. And a lot of the things that they explore are fully just like character exploration as opposed to like events that are like yeah. pushing things forward and i really mm-hmm. liked that about this book
2: yeah i think i was surprised a little bit but like with sully we would backtrack and go and try get get like explore her her marriage her relationship to her kid the relationship to her husband and you're right it never it didn't necessarily progress the story and definitely wasn't an event but it helped inform who she was Um, and help. I, I was emotional a lot in this book. Like it made me feel a lot. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't feel the loneliness, but I, I felt like I understood, um, a little bit better. It was, yeah, it packed quite a bit in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, Doug, you already like touched on this a little bit that like the, the beauty and the, the emotion of like. Here's this guy who's alone in the Arctic or, you know, as as we think for a long time with this child together alone with the Arctic. He throughout his life was really incapable of making true connections with people Um, and then towards the end of his life learns to love Hmm. this fake child while his real ass child Hmm. is in the fucking like universe in the sky also thinking about how she wasn't really able to love her family and she learns then to love her Mm -hmm. who knows what they're not defined harper at the end whilst making a connection with her dad who she has no idea is her dad and he has no idea he's talking to like his kid. I don't know. There's just like well, I wanted them to share one story that would let oh them God. know they found each other. Right. That's all I wanted, just like oh, I miss this person named Jean. Oh shit, Gene. Uh, what the hell was her yeah. last name? Oh my God, you're my dad. She always said like he was a bigger person and like his heart was like elsewhere. Holy yeah. shit! Like I wanted that moment. I yearned for that moment. <laughs> uh. I this book so is bad. a missed connection. This yeah. book is teasing you, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't My let God. you.
1: I, I won't. I won't make any analogies. Vicky won't appreciate. Yeah. But this yeah. book is a tease. Yeah. Um and, and and part of me, part of me, really loves that. But I understand why. I think for a lot of people, maybe this book would be super frustrating for that reason.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. fucking life though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I like it. You know, I yeah. think it's a really it, it's it's a gentle and relaxing book, which uh-huh. is a weird thing to say because it's a really raw and bleak book. Um, but I found it incredibly relaxing to read mm-hmm. despite it being really sad and lonely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was a weird thing for the author to f- to pull off, I think, to make something so gentle, but um i mean i guess a lot of bleak things are gentle uh but yeah it's devastating
2: (laughs) yeah i don't know i i think i'm more frustrated by not knowing what happened on earth than them not connecting because i feel like even if they didn't know it like they connected with each other to some degree and they wanted to you know, continue talking to each other and learn more about what the other person was doing. And in my head, I was like, well, that w- that's enough. Like they found each other, even if like cosmically the universe has, has righted, even though they don't necessarily know it. Mm. Uh, so I was okay with that by the end, um, but more so upset by what the hell happened to Earth. I want to know.
1: Yeah. Cause yeah. I think Katie, didn't you give us a heads up? Like that? this is about a, like, this is sort of a cataclysmic type sci-fi
0: <laughs> yes and i for some reason i don't know if it was because i was googling and this like came up but i thought it was like some sort of climate thing oh i don't hey, know if i actually texted be. that to y'all or if i just said you know some catastrophic end of the world stuff that's or right. if i put climate
1: catastrophic yeah because i think i said i was down for some catastrophe that's right <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah oh boy did you get it uh in real life <laughs> and in the book um yeah. but yeah, I I was I was expecting a natural thing, but the book really made me feel like it was war <laughs> that we 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 did something um yeah. and destroyed each other. I don't know. What was your all leaning?
2: I I think I went with that because that's what the book hinted, but thinking about it like I don't know and I don't really want to think about it too much, but like I don't know what could have happened where all the people were destroyed but not all the land, like, I know the Arctic is, you know, way the hell out of the way, but you would think, I think Augie even mentioned at one point, like, to Sully, it doesn't appear that, you know, whatever happened is affecting nature, because, like, the animals are still here, they seem undisturbed, like, there's still seasons, relative seasons, Uh, but maybe, like, my geography and understanding of, like, how far away it is, is a little skewed, I don't know.
1: Yeah. The one wrinkle in that though is, and and maybe this is more symbolism than explicit, but I think the one wrinkle in that is the fact that he finds that polar bear that is also yeah. sort of like alone and dying in the Arctic. You know, that's
2: true. Oh, that made yeah. me so sad. That part, like, really that and the wolf, the animal stuff, really, I don't know, hit me deep. Yeah, I mean, a lot of other things did too, but that just felt very like raw. And I, I think we talked about it before. I can't remember in relation to what. Um, honestly, it could have been like Pokemon. I don't even know. But animals who are not accustomed to seeing humans, not not mm-hmm. viewing them as threats because they don't know us to be threats. And like we have kind of created that for a lot of situations. Um, so being reminded of that in this book was like another just sad and really poignant moment.
0: hmm. Yeah. A question about the polar bear in particular, because Aggie is also... So one of the things is like, Augie's like a little bit of an unreliable narrator. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So like, it's not that I don't believe the things, some like the things that happened happened, but he also imagined a young child to be with him the whole time that I I don't think was actually there. So like, did he lay... Down with the polar bear, and did they die together at the end? Is that what happened? And do you think that's what actually happened?
1: I think it could be a couple things. I think Augie, as an unreliable narrator, is tough because this book isn't told from a first person perspective, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. we know or we can feel relatively confident that Iris the child didn't exist, or something about Iris the child is not as it seems. But we are but we got so much of the story of Augustine and Iris from the perspective of, of like an omniscient <laughs> narrator, which right. is weird. But the one thing you kind of can rely on is that even though we have an omniscient narrator, Augustine still is like passing out and blacking out for days and questions his own perception of things. Mm. Like the omniscient narrator tells us that. So I think it's possible that he did find a polar bear. And that he, they were both dying together up there. Um, I think it's also possible he initially mistakes the polar bear for like, um, like basically a pile of snow. Um, oh. And when he talks to uh, Sully about being followed by a polar bear, she explicitly says, well, that's weird. A polar bear wouldn't do that. So mm. I think it's possible that he did find a polar bear and she doesn't believe him because that is weird, but it was dying, so it would be acting differently. Or it's possible that he, also hallucinated a polar bear yeah huh. <laughs> you know but yeah. he, he he earlier in the book he talked about wanting to this was a weird thing he he said but i think it was i think it was in sort of like a weird existential moment of despair and like feverishness he did say like he wanted to like crawl inside a polar bear and die yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. so it could be like an end of life type of you know circle thing that was right. happening in his mind
0: right yeah hmm. another kind of devastating uh (laughs) part of the book was the fact so that sully is in space not by herself she's got a crew of people um and i guess there's multiple devastating things that happens with the crew one of them dying which was not what i was going to bring up right now um but we can totally talk about that the thing i was going to bring up was the fact that the crew had to split So they make it to the International Space Station, and there is a shuttle that can take three of them out of the five remaining crew members back to Earth. And so there are going to be two people potentially living out their days on the International Space Station. There are going to be three people potentially living out their days on Earth or dying quickly because of... Shuttle stuff or what's happening on Earth, but like the fact that they had to break up (laughs) and Mm -hmm. not be together. I was like, gosh, to come back and hear basically from Augie that uh, I'm not sure if anyone else is really out there right now, or if they are, it's going to be tough to get connected with them. Sully's like, there's no way we're going to be able to connect to this guy I'm talking to at the Arctic, so it's just us. Yeah. And now the us has to break apart because we can't all fit on the shuttle. I would want to all go down together. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we all live together, you know? That was just, uh, that was tough. Yeah.
1: When they introduced that they were going to draw straws for it, <laughs> maybe you all didn't, weren't thinking about it this way, but like, did you have a prediction for what was going to happen to Solly? Like, did you think? one way or the other, one thing was more likely? Or were you just, like, rolling with whatever?
2: I figured Harper was going to stay because um, something we didn't discuss, but Harper and Sully ended up realizing that they loved each other. Um, or at least, like, had you know, a deep connection. Love. Yeah, So I thought that... I didn't know what was going to happen with what straw Sully was going to pull, but I thought, regardless, Harper's going to stay so that sully can go that's that's what i thought was going to happen
1: i was really surprised harper didn't stay regardless yeah like Just Captain like, as, like goes the down captain captain with of the ship, ship. Yep. <laughs> yeah
2: and he seemed v- like that was his style like he was very captain-like in that traditional sense the whole way through so i was i was surprised by that
1: a little bit too yeah. what About you katie i thought
0: that so when they pulled the straws when sully pulled the straw I thought Harper would finagle to stay with Sully so they could Mm. live out the rest of their lives on the space station because Sully, I don't know, Sully's the communication person, so I was like, maybe she'll keep doing communication stuff and, I don't know, maybe they'll figure something out and find somebody and then, I don't know, find a way to not die on the space station. Um, I didn't expect... Uh Ivanov and Thebes to stay I behind, know. I know what did you think doug
1: i I really thought i I didn't think it was gonna be i I did think Harper was going to voluntarily stay even before they introduced the straw thing, and then when they introduced the straw thing, I was like oh well i'm I'm sure is gonna be left behind right like that feels like mm-hmm. what this book is going for this sort of like missed connection like you know the, the she and her father have already missed each other so it only makes sense for her to just now kind of be lost in space especially because she like the journey of both these characters is sort of like coming to terms with the life they've lived and their actions towards their families mm-hmm. um and she kind of had come to peace with what happened with her and her family which she puts on herself right like
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so i think at one point she even says like even if my family is on earth like what's what am I even gonna do? If they're there, it's gonna suck. If they aren't there, it's gonna suck. Like <laughs> I'm, you know. So I, I felt like she was kind of already at peace with like not returning. So I just figured yeah. that's what was gonna happen. But yeah. then they they got me. They had me in the first half because <laughs> uh, she pulled a straw and was gonna stay. And then and then Thebe says, "Nah, you go ahead."
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. a risk either way. Every yeah. every option is bad in this yeah. in this book.
2: <laughs> that was the thing. Is like I don't know what. Because I was trying to think, like, well, what would I do? Like, what would I want to do? Like, what's the ideal here? And I couldn't, I don't know, stay. But then, like, if you starve to death, like, that's really, like, from reading Into the Wild, like, that is not a pleasant way to go.
1: And it could happen either way. I mean, they don't Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. they never actually confirm that Augustine is the last person on Earth. They don't know that. They're just suspecting that because they haven't heard from anybody else. So, like the the only reason they even i'm not the only reason but like one of the reasons they even go back down to earth is just like well there's still a chance somebody will find us yeah because they go down there not knowing if anybody will even be able to retrieve their
2: mm-hmm.
1: their pod like yeah. they they typically would need a lot of help to like get out of that pod and and get back to you know safety so ivanov i know ivanov was his whole thing was basically like i wanted to return to my life on earth and my life no longer exists there so i'll stay behind i think either way you're sort of it could be horrible or better either way
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i also feel a little bad for uh tal Tal. tall um because so tall is the third wheel basically to harper (laughs) and sully though i don't think harper and sully if they survive you know getting back down to earth i feel like they're legit a family i think sully even says that before they separate um and part of the crew goes back to earth and part of the crew stays i think she has this realization like oh shit uh this crew is actually my family now and has been but i did feel i'm like ah shit wouldn't it kind of suck to be tall <laughs> in this like moment <laughs> being the third person with this couple but i don't know yeah i guess they, so. I, hopefully I, they get bring their video games or find some video games yeah. they can play yeah.
1: yeah i mean i i don't i don't question at all or like contend that that harper and and sully are a thing i just i don't think it's that I think once they're, well, I, I don't know, this is hard, because, like, they, they could be going back as, like, the only three people on the planet. Right. Well, um, yeah. But I think under regular circumstances, I think if this six-person crew gets back to Earth, I don't think Harper and Solly continue to be a thing. Hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like they were in a pretty rough patch. <laughs> and I feel like, uh, I don't know, I, I wasn't as convinced that that was, like, a, a long, long-term long Yeah. sort of, like, genuine I found my soulmate type of thing.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I would say it's soulmates, but I do think it was genuine. Didn't like Harper had been feeling the burn for Sully for a while. And Sully was like kind of resistant. But then when she thought Harper was leaving, she's like, well, fuck it. What do I have to lose? I'll let my guard down. I think she talked about like realizing she does love him um, and like imagining a future with him in like, montana or whatever <laughs> with old yeah, that's true yeah so yeah. i thought there I, were, I, I thought there was more long-term maybe than you were
1: or yeah. imagining you and reading
0: <laughs> <It. What?
1: laughs> there's six six uh probably very fit people on a spaceship
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm
2: i'm gonna split the difference here a little bit because i think the intention was there for like long-term and maybe like future building when they thought things were like oh well, we'll get the radio fixed we'll pick up earth you know it's fine but i think just like the gravity of the situation on all the stressors is is going to be the thing that like separates them if they survived anyway i mean well can i it, mean it could be i don't you know, know like, if they're
0: the last three people left they're all clinging together they're well, not
2: going anywhere right, right, right but like in a relational like functional yeah, yeah like it's gonna be out of necessity versus like yeah. oh great like we're the last two people on earth or last two and then tell you know <laughs> uh. our,
1: our child tell yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and like i said i don't i'm not i'm not denying that something was there like that uh, that yeah. that's not my that's not what i'm saying at all for sure i mean yeah. they were definitely very into each other yeah yeah <laughs> uh I'm just pessimistic for their chances. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, the book is definitely... I guess because the book is so bleak, I'm like, any bit of hope, I'm going to take it. They're going to survive. They're going to be yeah. together. And Tal's yeah. going to be part of their family, too.
1: That's good, though. That's that's good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that that's the way that you're thinking about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just cry so
1: much.
2: (laughs) And you know, I really, this goes back to being so gently written. I really... Mm -hmm feel all of this, like, sadness, all of these terrible, terrible things until we're talking about them. You know, it's like, <laughs> I know they were happening at the time and I felt sad, but yeah. like, oh my god, there was not, like, one positive thing that happened the whole time. Like, it was all just like, oh, okay, this person dies, then this, then this, and this, and, like, we're still not gonna make it necessarily. The, yeah.
0: But there uh, were moments of, like, awe and, oh, like, yeah. wonder. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that matters. Um, mm-hmm. Like, when they when the a- Aether? ether ether mm-hmm. Aether.
1: the ether crew? Aether.
0: crew talks about like being in space and seeing these planets and these stars and the vastness of stuff it's both inspiring and sometimes terrifying right because we did have to push Davy out into oh, that my God. um as like you know what she would have wanted i guess which I... sully said anyone would have wanted it and i'm like mm. oh i don't
1: know about that mhm Mhm and and I don't necessarily think that like you know I think I think like an individuals wants should matter more than necessarily the people that leave behind which i think is maybe controversial to some people but wouldn't you be pissed if you were if you were Davy's family i understand there's logistics involved here because they still have like a very long trip but also like wouldn't you be pissed if you found out that was a choice they made not like just a a, an event that happened to be part of the circumstances yeah yeah Sorry, that's not the point you were making, though. No,
0: but I mean, that was like a drastic, uh, a drastic measure for sure. Um, But uh, there were these moments of like awe and like Augie and baby Iris, like thinking about and being part of nature. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that maybe not hopeful, but like there's beauty in it.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure I think I wouldn't call this book um, immensely sad I wouldn't call this book necessarily hopeful I think I would call all of it together like sobering I think the Mm -hmm. stuff that is the stuff that isn't that is like is sadder is sobering i think the stuff that is awe-inspiring is sobering it's all just like different Mm. kinds of it right where it's Mm -hmm. like realizing your place in the universe is sobering having to come to terms with like your own devastating loneliness is sobering having to confront the fact that like your relationship sucked because of you is sobering like i think it's just an incredibly sobering story yeah (laughs) and it's it it, i feel like that's how all of it fits into the same category because you're right katie like some of it is incredibly beautiful. You know what I mean. And then some mm-hmm. of it is like very horrifying, like all at yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. I love this book. Yeah, dubs,
0: it was very like good. a lot.
1: This might be another one that I got and buy now that we've read it.
0: Oh, nice! Oh, yay!
1: Can sit next to Addie Larue and uh, Psalm of the Wild built.
2: Oh yeah, that was a good one too. Um, I want to talk about the title of the book a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was uh, chatting with Doug, Katie, before you hopped on and I was saying how I keep calling it different things Um, (laughs) like good night, good morning, good night, you know, (laughs) midday like I couldn't think of it. And I kept wanting to like add just different words to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also don't necessarily feel like I know what that the title means in relation to the book. Um, So I was curious if you all had similar experiences with the title or if you saw a clear connection to the text
1: i will say i did mention and vicky you heard this before katie you hopped on the call but like i couldn't remember what the book was called after i finished (laughs) it um and had to like remind myself i was like wait what was this book called because i don't think i was connecting with the meaning of it i think i can probably that probably has something to do with the fact that they're in the arctic and like morning and midnight are the same at times essentially like Mm -hmm. with like the long nights and a midnight sun which is a really wild thing to think about but i don't really know how it connects to like the themes of the book Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so i didn't there wasn't a clear connection i think as all have noted to like the book the one thing i was thinking is like i don't know midnight as this dark time. And like mm. greeting, greeting this dark time uh, type of thing. Like, well, we're in it, so That's hey, a good point. what's up? I guess we're here.
1: Yeah, con- I mean, the whole thing is about like confront. Like these two characters are like confronting the darkest parts of their lives and like yeah. some of their darkest, sort of lowest moments.
0: <laughs> yeah, but one thing I'll share about the title is that there's another book from like nineteen. 19- Thirty something maybe by uh Jean Riss? Reese? Gene. Jean? It's fucking Jean. It is a time she... travel book. Thank you think Thank that's you. Why she's called Jean? It's oh, the Jean shit. Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, bibliographic universe.
0: <laughs> Damn. Whoa. This is wild. Uh yeah, so Jean Reese's Good Morning Midnight. Is a 1939, this is from Wikipedia, modernist novel. Um, Totally know what that
1: means. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's so clear uh, (laughs) in terms of what that means. But it follows Sasha Jansen, a middle aged English woman who goes to Paris and is lonely.
1: Oh, loneliness. Loneliness. Bad things
0: happen to her, I think, or is like going through tough times. So uh, maybe it's, maybe, maybe uh there there's a nod to that somehow too i've got no yeah, fucking maybe. idea
1: i don't know no. isn't this the second time we've read a book that uh, also is the title of another book
2: yes what was our yeah. other book um the space between
1: oh yeah yep Rose. that's right oh. it's a that's micaiah it's johnson true. book yep. Yep, yep yep that's wild though um yeah. yeah i wonder if it is a reference i don't know
2: i think it's gotta think... be because it's gene and it's loneliness <laughs>
1: I mean I do like Katie's explanation that it's about like confronting darkness and midnight is is both night and the beginning of something you know what I mean it's like the the beginning of a new day in the middle of the night so I don't know I guess it kind of makes sense the more we talk about it yeah
0: yeah Yeah. oh that's cool that's so cool yeah well are there any other things folks want to chat about before we before we move our thumbs
1: (laughs) I just liked it Mm mm-hmm
0: yeah, I give it a thumbs up, especially coming off the heels of uh, Navarion and the writing hey. style was hey. very refreshing um, to read and like so much easier to read, even though <laughs> like subject matter stuff was, you know, heavy at points and mm-hmm. uh, sobering. I really like that thumbs up for me.
2: Yeah. Thumbs up for me too. I will say it was a smooth read and it was refreshing from the very own, So I'll take that. Um, but I did, I really enjoyed it. Um, the writing style, the actual book, and I liked unpacking it with you all.
0: Yeah. Vicky, really quick. You should read to be fortunate. I
2: know you, when you said it again, I was like, Oh, I gotta read it. I gotta read it.
1: <laughs> I did think about that book a number of times reading this one. Yeah. Mm. And I I, I kind of thought maybe that's how you got to this one. I thought it was maybe like an if you like, then you'll like type of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the reading the plot definitely reminded me to be taught, fortunate, like the synopsis. So it was definitely a thing that edged me in the favor of reading it. Maybe yeah. reading it again. <laughs> how about you, well, Doug? I've-
1: I mean I've said it a billion times. I love this, so it's a big thumbs up for me. And I would recommend it. I think it's I think it's you know, if if you don't mind bleaker type stuff, although again, it's a very gentle. It's not like Mm -hmm. it's not like the type of bleak book that's exhausting to read. Mm -mm. Um, I I would recommend it Uh, especially if you're like having a hard time choosing something to read because I think it is such a gentle, smooth read. Mm. Like I frequently found myself consuming more of it at once than I initially intended to. Um, And I actually started it uh, weeks ago. And then when our recording was coming up, I was like, oh, it's been a while since I read it. You know, I'll just restart it. Like that's how like gentle and smooth and and nice I think the writing is. I was like totally willing to just re- listen to a very big portion of the book <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Nice, yeah so I, I really like it big big thumbs up
2: well thanks everyone for listening if you run along with us let us know what you thought about the book you can do that by reaching out to us via email at novelgamingpodcast at gmail.com or through twitter at novelgamingpod if you're feeling up to it you can rate review and subscribe to novel gaming wherever you listen to podcasts we really appreciate it thanks again and we'll see you soon
1: Bye. 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 Thank <laughs> you.
2: edit that please whoever
0: yeah. oh yeah i'm editing so much in this episode not so much but yeah yeah, parts, yeah. you know the whole I'll thing do, i'll make us sound good and like Thank we you. didn't forget names and stuff no no